Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Linda Brand. So glad you're here. Today is my interview on the Courage Checklist podcast with Jennifer Byers Chambers. I'm excited for you to hear this story and this authentic truth of mine, my journey from Michigan to Florida, and a little bit about me and my life and how I followed my inner guide and spiritual divine messages and got through the fear and made it down here to Florida to start a new life and a new chapter. If you enjoy, share with someone you think it might help. Sharing is caring. Leave a review. I am trying to reach as many people as I can to spread a message of hope and healing and light and faith. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. excited to have Linda Brand here today. Thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and where you are in the world and what kind of things you do? Sure. I am a realtor, a mindset coach, and a host of my own podcast called Empowered. I recently relocated from Michigan to Florida in April of 22, and it was a huge move for me because I lived my entire life in Michigan. So I relocated and started a coaching business and a podcast and got my Florida real estate license. And uh, I basically grew up in a kind of negative, critical environment. I'm not going to say it was terrible because I did have food and clothes and love, (laughs) but I had to work on my mindset for many, many years being in sales. I've been licensed 30 years in Michigan as a real estate agent. And being in sales, I had to be, you know, positive and upbeat. And so I've been working on my mindset and listening to coaches and different entrepreneurs and reading books for many, many years, and then started hiring coaches for myself in 2017. And I was a single mother and I have an adult son now, and he's been a huge blessing in my life. So, but in the fall of 2021, I went to an event in my, well, first to Chicago to a Gina DeVee. She's an author and a coach to her white party. Mm-hmm. And it was fabulous. And then two of the ladies were going from the same coaching experience. I only stayed for the dinner the night before the white party, the signing of the book. And I drove four and a half hours there. And anyway, I ended up uh, being invited to a Zoom by one of one of the ladies. A lot of them were coaches. And it was a Friday and I was super excited for this. And I was like, wow, they're inviting me. I didn't even stay for the two day event. I was just there for the dinner and they're inviting me in. And during Mm -hmm. the Zoom, I learned that two of the women were going to Miami, which I was on the fence about about the three day workshop that was happening in Miami in early December of 21. And by that, by the end of that Zoom, I'm like, I have to book it. I have to go. At the time I was in some financial you know, my business wasn't doing great. Mm-hmm. My son was graduating college, all mm-hmm. the things. And I, you know, financially, I was like, I'm just going to put it on a credit card. Like what else, you know, nothing's going to change if I don't take action. So I went to Miami and it was very incredible. I had epiphany after epiphany. And then the final night there, it was an all day events. Um, 
um, Donnell Delgado. I don't know if you know who Donnell Delgado is, but she was co-hosting with Gina. Mm-hmm. And she's just very famous and you can Google her. Anyway, um, so I'm in the restroom at the hotel in Miami, the final night after dinner, Italian restaurant, and I'm washing my hands and I got this divine download that I belong in Florida, that I belong down here. And so I came back to the table and told them, and then I ended up coming back home and then reality hits and fear hits and all the things like, oh, how's this going to work? And my son's like graduating college two weeks later and we go to the graduation. He's like, yeah, I'm going, I'm moving to Kentucky where his girlfriend was at the time. And I was like, okay, he's moving away. You know, I've been in this neighborhood for 25 years in this house, all the things lined up. I just, it was time to move. It was time to relocate. And again, fear set in and I started looking around and I thought I'll sell my house, pay all my debt, have an 800 credit score, start brush. And I looked at local apartments and it was like, no, I'm done with the cold. I'm not walking my dog. I just rescued a dog. (laughs) I'm not walking in the cold. I'm done. I'm moving to Florida. And I had three people, my coach at the time, my son and a friend who said, go to Florida. And I was listening. So I honestly was listening to one of my spiritual coach books, Sonia Mm -hmm. Cachette and the audible book. And I'm walking the dog and she wrote, she said, you accept the ebb with the flow and it clicked. And I went home. I cleaned every room. I took every picture and I posted my house on the MLS and I sold it. And we closed on 222.22 of all days. And yeah. And so, and then I flew down to Florida and looked at places for a week and it was really eye-opening. And there was, again, a lot of fear and different things. And I moved through it all and met, you know, and I relocated here in April of 22. And now I'm, you know, it's been almost a year. I've started a coaching, just a lot, done a lot and meeting great people and living, you know, just so grateful every single day, thanking God and being grateful and just so grateful. Oh, it's 111. That's cute. So that tells you a little bit about me. My goodness. I can't believe that you just <laughs> up and completely changed your life. Like you, you, like you said, you got the divine download and you just followed it. That takes so much guts and so much bravery. Thank you. Yeah. Courage for sure. And I'll tell you, I have support with, I have books and I have cards and I have my spiritual practice and my morning routine and my all things gratitude. I've been doing gratitude practices for over 10 years because I overcame significant debilitating illness back in 11 and 12. Mm -hmm. I was misdiagnosed multiple times with fibromyalgia and I wouldn't accept that. I knew that wasn't it Mm -hmm. and pursued and went to a rheumatologist. And anyway, he does a physical exam and tells me I have fibromyalgia. I said, (laughs) I brought a bag of supplements. I said, you're going to tell me from a physical. He goes, well, I can drop blood. I said, please do. So he draws blood. It showed Lyme disease. He told me it was rare in Michigan. Long story short, I knew it wasn't rare because I started looking into it because I had a friend who was a pharmaceutical rep. He's like, look into that Lyme disease, look into that Lyme disease. So I started to study and I joined all these groups and all these people who have read every book and gone to every doctor and they knew everything. Mm -hmm. And they basically said, you know, you need a Lyme literate medical doctor. You do not want an infectious disease doctor. So I go back to him because he had to draw another blood test and some confirm to confirm. And he's like, oh yeah, it is Lyme. 
you need an infectious disease doctor. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyway, he was, he was a trip. But the point is I, I struggled with that for like four years. And finally, after my dad passed away, it's a long story, but basically I overcame that and through multiple, multiple different way avenues and, you know, modalities, spiritual, emotional, I mean, uh, medicinal and herbal and all kinds of things. And, you know, it all financially it took me down too, but honestly, what a blessing in the end, because there's always an underlying blessing to everything that looks like the worst thing in the world, because it taught me how to take care of myself. It taught me how to love myself, respect myself, my body, all the things. And so anyway, but that that why did I bring up the at health condition? I forgot what we were talking about that I brought it up. Well, I think it's pretty outstanding that you kept at it. And that's the thing I've spoken to a lot of people and, and myself too. If you have any kind of a medical condition that doesn't have an answer, it takes so much to ask for the help that you need when you know that you're not getting it. Yeah. And, yeah. And to look that's for what it. it was. Oh, it was my gratitude practice. Yeah. And my prayer, my prayers. Yeah. It was because I started the gratitude practice back in 2011 and 12 when I was sick. You're right. Yeah, it takes a ton of courage. And I did just continue to pursue because I just I just knew that fibromyalgia is an umbrella that doctors use when they don't know what it is. Right. Right. Oh, my gosh. So what does your morning routine look like? It sounds like the routine was one of the things that really saved saved you. Yeah, time. it well, it supports me to this day. And it just what it is, is I have journals, I have a meditation pillow that I, I recently bought. And I just absolutely love doing that. I light candles, I make my tea, I have clean, fresh filtered water, I make it I have prayers that I say, multiple things, but journaling, meditating, Praying, setting intentions. Sometimes I, I'll do that. It's it's really I may read something that is positive, which every book in my home almost is is mm-hmm. is a is a spiritual or you know when I say spiritual, I don't know your audience, but it's not like religious. It's mm-hmm. just universe, God, source, mm-hmm. spirit. Yeah, I was born Jewish and. My family did not celebrate Judaism and did not really. My dad was an atheist and my mother, they were, her mother was from Russia and we had a Christmas tree the whole time. And I kind of learned about Judaism when I was pregnant with him. His dad was Jewish and I wanted to learn about Judaism. So I started to learn. I only saw Jewish stuff from my best girlfriend when I was a child. You know, I saw Hanukkah and Passover. But anyway, so we really didn't have religion growing up at all. And I did start learning about it and in the wisdom behind it and different things. But I pretty much take what I like from every religion, mm-hmm. Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism. I take what I like. Mm-hmm. I believe in a higher power, I'm very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the important thing is that whatever it is supports and nurtures you. I kind of feel the same way. I didn't grow up in a very religious house either. And so it's nice to be able to seek out the things that resonate with you and the things that you can use to, to give you strength in those times. Yes. And I love Kathy Heller, who is someone that you and I both know and the things that she teaches. And it's just really powerful 
to be present and to be grateful. And, you know, every day is a gift. I wake up and when I'm laying there in the bed every single morning, thank you, God, for a new day. Every single moment, every every day that I wake up and it's just thank you for a new day because mm-hmm. it's a gift, you know, and so gratitude's huge. And uh, yeah, and now I'm down here and I have this podcast empowered and what empowered is, is it's mostly transformational and inspirational stories of real life people. There's a lot of coaches that I have on there as well that are sharing valuable content, inspiring others and people that are experts in the law of attraction, manifesting. Mm -hmm. And I also have health and wellness. I had a fruitarian on there and he's a breathwork person too. I have you know, a young girl who left her job that she was miserable and sick and started a business and she's thriving. And so anything in the health and wellness, because that's a passion of mine mm-hmm. and anything spirit, uh, inspirational, spiritual too, mm-hmm. but anything inspirational, motivational. And then obviously other powerful women like yourself that has podcasts. I love having them on my show as well and just supporting other women. I'm definitely all about women empowerment. So other than podcasting and your job, which it sounds like you're fabulous at and really love, what kinds of stuff do you do for fun in your life? Oh, thank you for asking. I love to dance, which I never danced my entire life because I was self-conscious. In my 40s, I started dancing. I love dancing. I do Zumba. I actually became a certified, a licensed Zumba instructor. I've not taught a class and I don't know that I ever will because it's like just to remember one song would be a routine to one song. But anyway, I love being out in nature. I love now that I live in Florida, I love to go to the ocean. I love to see the abundance in nature. I love spending time with the dog and taking him out into nature and just breathing and just literally being, you know, I love the pool and spending time with my son is always enjoyable going shopping with him out to eat with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to read. I'm not a big TV person. I do. I like maybe turn it on once a week and really I just, I'll journal. I read. I, I love like I soak up anything on law of attraction manifesting. And Kathy Heller stuff like that's my stuff. Like I love it. I can talk about it for hours. It's just so much fun. Ooh. And yeah, going to the bookstore, um, eating healthy foods. I love food. I'm a foodie, so I like to <laughs> explore. I'm very much. I love plant based, so I'm definitely interest into that. But I was vegetarian for three years. I do not drink alcohol currently, and I quit during my health condition for like two and a half years. Cause like I said, I would do everything and anything that's going to support my immune system and support my health. Right. But right. currently I'm about a year and a half uh, sober just by choice because it just feels, you know, I'm in my fifties, I'm going to be 55 in April and it doesn't really serve the body in any way. And, you know, for me personally, I'm not trying to, you know, put anyone, you know, everybody's does you do you, you know, but right, right. of course, for me, health-wise, I just feel like you feel good for what, an hour? And then what? It doesn't really serve. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love I love that. Movies are fun. Um, yeah. 
So what kind of like, what's your ideal? Do you cook or do you like to go out to eat? What's your like, if you're a foodie person, what's your favorite thing to eat? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I love the acai bowls. I am pescatarian. I am, you know what? I'm a flexitarian currently, so I do eat animals a little bit. Uh-huh. But what I do like to go out to eat, I love these juice bars and these places that have like, there's one, there's a couple down here called Three Natives and Crap Juice where they have like healthy food. Lucky my dog's making noise. Apologize. Um, I do protein shakes. I, um, I do make things cook sometimes. Come mm-hmm. here, lucky. I liked when I was totally vegetarian. I loved doing, um, making these date nut balls and vegan tuna and just all kinds yeah. of things in my food processor. It was a lot of fun creating and just different smoothies that are a lot of fun. Whoop your baby. Ooh, that's nice. So tell us about your puppy. Oh, thank you for asking. So I've had dogs for 30 years. My last dog had passed away in May of 21. His name was Joe. He was a schnoodle. He was kind of high maintenance at the end, but an adorable love light angel. And he was, he waited for my son when my son was home from college, like literally two days later, he declined and it was sudden thing. Mm. And Anyway, anyways, I wasn't going to get another dog and all my friends and neighbors, oh, you're getting another dog, another dog. I said, you know what? I'm tired. I've raised a son. I've had dogs for 30 years. Like I was just like in no hurry to get another dog. (laughs) And then of course I missed having a dog. So I'm seeing other dogs and like, oh my God, look at the dog and look at the dog. And yep. And so then I started pet sitting part-time just for side money and just for a little bit of dog. And, you know, it's like someone who takes the grandkids and has fun and then gives them a back, right? Uh So I'm just going to make a little money, have a little dog, and then they go away. Well, then I said, okay, I'm going to foster. And the shorter end of the story is that, you know, I have Lucky now. And, but how it went was they gave the first dog they gave me was a puppy and I did not want a puppy. <laughs> and uh, then I had a dog at my home. I was pet sitting and the puppy and I'm working and it was just chaos. So the next morning I took the puppy to another foster home that was like 45 minutes away. And I was like, crying and it was like over one night with a dog. And so I just kind of put that foster thing on hold. Two weeks later, there was a dog and he was the only one who didn't have a foster home. And it was a Sunday, September 26th. Yep. September 26th, Sunday. And I'm looking at this phone, this picture, and I couldn't tell if he was like 60 pound lab that's 12 years old. They couldn't tell you any information. They just said his name was Buster. He didn't have a home. He needed a foster home. It was a Sunday night. I'm taking a bath at 6.30 at night. I just have to tell the story. And I kept looking at his picture all day long. And finally, Uh I just messaged her, did anyone pick up Buster? No, he's here and he's about two to three years old and he's about 26 pounds. And I said, okay, did he have a bath? No, he's still on the bus. So he was on the bus for hours by himself in a cage. So I went there to pick him up and he was very cute and he was shaking and I'm like, oh, he's cold. He wasn't cold. He was scared. He was very afraid. Her boy. Anyway, I got him. I ended up adopting him on October 10th and he's an amazing dog and he's had his DNA done. He's a black lab Chihuahua Corgi Rhodesian Ridgeback. He looks like a black lab pup with short legs. He's the sweetest, most affectionate dog I've ever had in my life. Snuggles. Aww. He's he's incredible. He's he lo- loves the car. He doesn't bark. He doesn't jump around. He doesn't look out the window. He just sits. He was amazing to come down to Florida with. So I'm very blessed. And 
Yeah, that's the shorter end of the story. Oh, he sounds like he was <laughs> meant to be with you. Oh my goodness. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. It was divine. It was divine. I will say that. It was he was like you just said it. Oh yeah. wow. Thank oh. You. That makes my heart happy <laughs> when animals find their person, you know, when they find their their forever home. Oh exactly. my goodness. Yeah. Do you have a dog or I have cats actually. I have we have four cats. We had a rescue dog. She was Rottweiler Mastiff mix, but she had been, she'd had a hard life before us and she was just terrified of men. And same, we, you know, we, we kept her for her whole life, but she terrorized our, my husband. It'll be a while before he gets another dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's good with, yeah. Good with cats for now, but <laughs> yeah. Lucky came, my dog, he didn't know his name. That's why I changed it to Lucky. And every time oh. I said the word Lucky, he would just, he would just like light up. So I'm like, that's your new name. But I will say that when I picked him up that day, Uh I cried the entire drive home and it was about a 25 minute drive and tears just poured out of me. And I don't know why. And it could be what you said, like the divine and Mm -hmm. angel, like he's literally like an angel, Mm -hmm. but um, he was afraid of everything. Jen, he was afraid. He was afraid of men. He, I had to take him to a special, I mean, there was a lot. He taught me a lot of patience, but he had some kind of abuse for sure. Mm-hmm. So he's come a very long way and he's doing really well. Oh, he sounds like such a love. Yeah. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about your mentors and some classes. Um, is there one or two that you could pick out that were your favorite that kind of helped you on your way? Absolutely. So the book, Love Yourself, Heal Your Life. This uh-huh. is Louise Hay, Hay House Publishing. She is phenomenal. Now she's no longer with us, but Louise Hay Books and Gabby Bernstein. She has about 10 books, nine books out, and she is someone that's on social media and everywhere. And mm-hmm. during COVID, she started Instagram once a week. Did you know, do you know Go- Gabby? I know of her, but I haven't followed her or anything. Okay. So a lot of these coaches and spiritual teachers will reference the Course in Miracles. I've never read the book, The Course in Miracles, but it's like a Bible. I don't know. Have you read that book? Yeah. Okay. So, but Gabby often, even like when I was listening to Tony Robbins or Brian Tracy over the years when I was doing, you know, doing real estate and trying to fix my mind, Mm-hmm. Um, they would always reference the Course in Miracles. So, but Gabby Bernstein for sure. She's written a lot of books. Her newest book is Happy Days, and she's very vulnerable. And she's definitely a mentor. And I have had to have to mention her. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I like that. I she has been on my list, and Louise Hay has too. So you just gave me some new stuff for me to learn. <laughs> Excited. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Louise Hay. Her books is like she basically came from a lot of trauma and negativity and she was mm-hmm. even physically had cervical cancer she cured herself and it's just power it's incredible yeah incredible stuff so oh, wow. everybody there is hope for you i guarantee i promise i promise that because i actually overcame a lot of trauma from my younger years because i had very little supervision in my life and i got in trouble with the law and i i just had a lot of unfortunate circumstances happen in my youth and so I don't really talk about the past like that because it doesn't really serve me and it's kind of gone. Like I have the beliefs that the past is completely gone, but mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, definitely something to talk about that I feel like a warrior in a way because I overcome so many things and I've been in dark places. I've been very, very, very sad and yeah. at times. So, yeah. 
So um, where can people hear about your podcast? Do you have a website? Is there a place that readers can contact you if they're interested? Sure. So lindabrandcoach.com is my website where there is a link to the podcast. My podcast is available on Google Podcast, um, Apple, and Spotify. It's called Empowered the Podcast. There's a picture of me and the in blueprint Empowered. I'm on Instagram at Linda Brand Coaching, Linda Brand Homes, Facebook, Linda Brand, and yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. Thanks for coming uh, and talking. Thank with. you. Thank you, John. I love talking to you and I hope I didn't talk too much, but <laughs> not at all. This has been lovely. Enjoyed that episode. Enjoyed learning more about me and my journey and my life. I enjoyed talking about everything and I hope that inspired somebody. And if it did, please share with someone else that might need it. I want to reach as many people as I can and help as many people as I can. Also, I'd like to mention I am an animal and child advocate and it's come to my attention that CASA court appointed special advocate, which is helping children in foster care um, that are yanked out of their homes for various reasons. They are in desperate need of money for these children for different things that they need. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. I'll also put the link in the show notes for Nate's Animal Rescue in Lakewood Ranch, Florida. They're doing amazing things for these dogs, these homeless animals. I walk dogs there sometimes and I just want to support them in any way that I can. And if you're interested in health and wellness, I started using some amazing products and become became an associate and a consultant. And I would love to share the products with you, the business with you. If you're interested, check it out. And the link is in the show notes. And you can reach out to me on social media, Linda Brand Coaching on Instagram. Have a great day and live empowered. Thanks for listening. Till next time. 